Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill, and today we're talking about the witnesses of truth. Now, I'm going to take you back to a story in the Bible where Jesus had been accused. He had been accused by the church of things that was not true about him, and he was standing before his judge, Pilate. And as he was there, he made a resounding statement that's still alive today. He said, those who hear my voice... Those who listen to me, those who hear me, they hear truth. Pilate looks at him with a confused look and says, what is truth? Well, I want to tell you today that truth is a verified and indisputable fact. It cannot be negotiated. Truth is truth. It stands on its own without any help whatsoever. So we as Christians believe that all truth is found in the Bible, that all facts of life and always in and out of trouble are found in the Bible. We can find refuge for every mistake we make, every issue that we have to go through. We can find the truth that is established for those situations in the Bible. Jesus made an indisputable fact that he indeed is the Son of God. And he also said, I am the truth. So we're going to start looking in the Bible and we're going to establish witnesses. And the first witness about uh, who Jesus was is obviously the scripture. and uh, But scripture tells us who Jesus is. Scripture testifies of him. But I want to go to uh, 1 John 5 and 7. Because 1 John 5 talks about some things that testify of him. There's three here that testify of him. And it says, for there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. So we're talking about the spirit of God, the water, the baptism of the water, and the blood of Jesus Christ shed. All three testify of who he is. But I want to I go back and look at who he is. And we're going to start with 2 Corinthians 13, where Paul makes this statement to the church of Corinth. He says, every charge must be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. So even here, Paul is saying truth is established by three witnesses. Matthew 18, verse 16, where they're saying, if someone will not listen to you when you're trying to establish the truth, take along two or three, one or more others with you so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So here in two places in the New Testament, we see that two or more witnesses needs to be present testifying of the same thing. This is also why we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have four Gospels that are testifying of who Jesus is. So we have four witnesses establishing who he is. John 14 and 16, Jesus makes a statement and the scriptures are testifying to this. But on 14 and 6, John 14 and 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, not any other truth or a form of truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. Remember when he was talking to Pilate, he says, those who listen to my voice, they hear the truth. 
Jesus said right here in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will come into the Father but by me. He has established in this particular statement where he makes a resounding statement that truth is walking, talking flesh right in front of you. I, Jesus Christ, am truth. When he made the statement to Pilate, he said, those who hear my voice hear truth. Jesus made a statement here in Matthew where he says, I am the truth. So if we move on to John chapter 5, verse 39, Jesus makes another resounding statement to where he tells the people that he's talking to, you search the scriptures thinking that in the scriptures you find eternal life. And so he's telling them here in these scriptures, you think that the scriptures are what's giving you eternal life by reading this word, by reading this paper, but you don't understand that scripture is me. It's I that gives you the eternal life. It's not the scripture itself. It's not those words. It's me. I am those words that have come in the flesh. He says, you search the scriptures for in them. You think you have eternal life. They, these are they that testify. There's that word testify again. The scriptures testify of Jesus Christ, the one who said he is the truth. So he says he's the truth. The scriptures are backing up who he is. I want to move on to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was not the book. He, talking of Jesus, he was with God in the beginning. So this statement establishes that the word of God is in fact Jesus. He was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and the life, that life was the light of all mankind, the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome his light. So we've established that not only did Jesus say that he was truth, the scriptures testify of who he is and tell that Jesus is in fact the truth. They tell that he is the word of God and he is the working, living truth that has come in the flesh to save us from our sins and set the example of who we're supposed to be. So I'm going to stop right there and we're going to come back in just a moment. So don't go anywhere. Hello everyone, I would like to let you know that you are welcome at the White Oak Grove Church of God. Our Sunday school services are at 10 a.m. followed by worship service at 11 a.m. Wednesday night Bible study starts at 6.30 p.m. each week. We are located at 2286 Oak Grove Road, Deckard, Tennessee. Come on out and worship the Lord with us and be a part of what God is doing at the White Oak Grove Church of God. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. We're talking about the witnesses of truth. And before the break, we were talking about the scriptures have established the statement that Jesus said when he says, I am the truth. And we just left John chapter one, where we're talking about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. 
The second verse is very important because it says he was with God in the beginning. In the first verse, it says in the beginning was the word. The first verse says word, word, word. Three times, the first verse says word, talking about being with God. So in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the next verse changes from word to he. It makes a person out of word. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, you notice in verse 3, we're still talking about a person. Through him, all things were made, and without him, nothing was made that has been made. Verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In the scriptures, he says, I am the light of the world. He says that I am the life. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. So these scriptures are testifying of who he is. And John right here in chapter one is reiterating the fact that the word became flesh and was Jesus Christ himself. And he was God in the beginning and all things were made by him. And he, in fact, is the life that we have. He is the light of the world. His word is a light that shines in darkness. In verse five, the darkness has not overcome it. Talking about the light that Jesus claims to be. So we are establishing the scriptures are telling us who Jesus is. First John one, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared and we have seen it and testify to it. So now not only are the scriptures testifying to who Jesus is, we now have disciples that are testifying saying we testify of the word the person that we're talking about, we've seen him, we've touched him, we've been with him, we've heard the things that he says. The life from heaven, the life that created in the beginning, came here and has been with us, and we testify to who he is and that he is actually what the scriptures say he is. First John chapter 5, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, I want to I want to come down to verse seven or actually verse six in this uh, chapter and give you three more uh, witnesses to who Jesus Christ is. Because when he says everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ and he is born of God, verse six says, this is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. So there's another testimony right there. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit. Oh, we've got another witness, the spirit who testifies because the spirit is truth. For there are three that testify, the spirit, the water and the blood. And these three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about who? His son, Jesus Christ. Whoever believes in the son of God accepts this testimony. 
Now, it's important for us to understand all these witnesses that are witnessing and testifying of the same thing, saying who truth is. John 16 and 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Now, look at this statement. When the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He didn't say the spirit is truth. We need to really catch the the pronouns and the adjectives and all these little words that comes in these scriptures and understand verse 13, John 16 and 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, not the truth. When the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he, look at this next statement, he shall not speak of himself. It's important that we understand when the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit is not truth. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of God, the spirit of the Son of God. And he's testifying of God and the Son of God. He's testifying of truth. And he reiterates it by saying, He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. Get that statement right there. Whatever the spirit of truth hears, it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus is the word come in the flesh and the spirit that hears every word from the mouth of God he will speak. So the spirit is not going to speak anything except for what he hears from God, the father through his son, Jesus Christ. And the last statement, he will show you things to come. So John 16 and 13 is clarifying that the Holy spirit comes as a testimony. He comes as a witness to speak and deliver through power and authority who Jesus Christ is And the the Holy Spirit here is called the Spirit of Truth. Now you can reword that and say it is the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God. All three statements are true because Jesus says, I am the truth. He says, I and the Father are one. I do nothing unless I hear it from the Father. And the Spirit says, I don't do anything unless I hear it spoken from the Father has spoken from the Son, the Word. So the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is testifying of the Son of God called truth. I'm going to stop right there, and we'll be back in just a moment, so don't go anywhere. Hello, my name is Pastor Jonathan Blazer, pastor of the Water Grove Church of God. One person said, church is not something you go to, it's a family you belong to. At our church, we believe in family, and we want to invite you and your family to join us and be a part of our family at the Water Grove Church of God. Our service times are Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship 11 a.m., Sunday evening services at 6 p.m., and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Come be a part of our family. God bless.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. We're talking about the witnesses to truth. And Jesus is the truth that we have established in the Bible that he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will come to the Father but by me. When he stood before Pilate, he told Pilate, anyone who hears my voice, hears truth. And when Pilate asked the question, what is truth? The word of God has been written and it testifies because the scripture tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 5, 39 says, you search scriptures. When you're searching scriptures, when you're looking in scripture and you're studying the Bible, you think that you have eternal life in this book, but this book is what's testifying of me. I'm the one that provides that eternal life. I am the truth that is on these pages. We have established in the word of God who the truth is. And then furthermore, we saw in John 16 and 13, about the spirit of truth coming to speak of the one who sent him. God sent Jesus, the word of God that come in the flesh. Jesus went away after he was resurrected and he sent the spirit of truth to testify of him until he returns again. And the spirit of truth says he will guide you into truth. The spirit does not say he's truth. He says, I will guide you into truth. For he shall not, talking about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit shall not speak of himself, but he will be a witness to everything that he has heard in the word of God, out of the mouth of God, through Jesus Christ. And that's what he will speak of, which is truth. The Holy Spirit's other name is called the Spirit of Truth. So we have established that. And I want you to understand, when we need to understand what the truth is in life, and I mentioned politicians earlier on in one of the first segments. We have going on in our world everywhere around us, and I'm not just talking about the United States. The entire world has politicians and leaders and people in authority that tells their version of the story. They love to just create talking points that will maybe possibly pull a group of people into their voting block to help them get elected or help them hold an office or a position or maybe help them get a bill passed so that money can go into their projects. But listen, there's no such thing as your truth, my truth, their truth. There's no such thing as Republican truth and Democrat truth. There's only one truth, and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. The Bible tells us clearly, we looked at that in some of the first scriptures we looked at, that in the beginning was the Word. And then the Word was called He. It changed from the actual word to he, talking about Jesus. Then the John said that he came in the flesh. And then the disciples said, we saw him. We walked with him. We put our hands on him. We knew him. We experienced him when we testified of that. The truth is established who truth is, and that is Jesus Christ himself. And the word Jesus is the word come in the flesh. So if you need to find out what truth is, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all these news channels, they are not going to tell you what truth is. You're only going to find truth established in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And that is the only place you're going to find it. And just like John says in First uh, John, or excuse me, not First John, but John 5 and 39, when you are searching the scriptures, you're going to find out that they testify of Jesus Christ. 
everything from Genesis to Revelation, the stories back, even all the way back to Isaiah. Isaiah was declared a false prophet for 700 years before Christ showed up, but he prophesied of the Messiah to come and he prophesied it exactly the way it happened and exactly the way Jesus showed up is what Isaiah said 700 years earlier. The scriptures do not lie. You can trust them. You can see that they talk about Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world that came to forgive us of our sins and make remission through his blood. And now we have hope in Jesus Christ, not in a Republican, not in a Democrat, not in MSNBC, Fox News, or anywhere else. We have hope in Jesus Christ, the only truth that has established who he is, and it's indisputable. That is where our hope comes from. Just like our scriptures tell us, my hope comes from the Lord, the maker, the creator of heaven and earth. I want you to think about these scriptures. You can go back and replay this and get all these scriptures and look them up for yourself. And don't ever take my word for anything. When Don't take a preacher's word. Don't take a teacher's word. Read the Bible for yourself. When you hear me quote a scripture, and this is why I do this, I quote, I call it out, John 5 and 39. Uh, every time that I call out a scripture, it's for your benefit so that you can look these words up and you can read them for yourself so that your faith can be established on your own without me being the one that establishes your faith. <clears throat> so I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your, your truth that you came and established for us. We thank you that you are trustworthy that throughout all the prophets in history that's recorded in the Bible, that they all speak of the same thing, and that's Jesus Christ coming for the salvation of the world. And everyone who believes on him can be saved. Lord, I ask that all the listeners that are listening to this podcast today, if they don't know who you are, I pray that they search these scriptures and find the eternal life that is testified of, and that is Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. God, we thank you for everything that you've done and who you are to us and what you mean to us, Lord. And God, I pray that everyone that's hearing this is touched by your word and their lives are changed because of hearing you today. In the name of Jesus, I ask it, Lord. Amen. Lord, we just, folks, we just want to let you know that we're here for you to contact. You can reach us by Holding fast to faith at outlook.com. That's our email address. Holding fast to T-O faith at outlook.com. Send us a message, a prayer request, a testimony, a praise report. We'd love to hear from you when, when our listeners are talking to us. So um, please get in touch with us. Send us an email and let us know that you're enjoying these podcasts, enjoying the messages, or if you've been saved, you've received Jesus Christ, or if you have a prayer request. We're always here for you to be able to reach out to. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And we hope to see you on the, on the next episode. Hello, everyone. I just want to encourage you to find a church where God is moving and find a way to get tied into that church. It's important for every Christian to be involved in corporate worship. So if you don't have a home church and you're not near the ones that we're advertising on our program on a regular basis, seek out a good God-fearing Christian-based Bible-believing church 
and start attending church and get involved in your local church. God will bless you for it.